Hey guys, I'm Shana Scarpone and I'm here to empower moms out there just like you to stop putting your dreams on hold and unleash that inner CEO. Using my unique spiritual strategy approach, I'll teach you how to step into your purpose all while building a unique online coaching business and land more sales. So let's get into it. All right, guys, I am so excited to be back here again on the Stay at Home Mom to CEO podcast with our very first guest, Shannon De Palma. She is a financial coach for coaches running mm-hmm. businesses online. So connected through a women's entrepreneurial group called Big, and mm-hmm. we've stayed in touch over the last couple of years. And I am so excited to have her on. I've I've said this like to her just a little bit ago. I'm like, I've always stalked you, enjoyed your energy. I've always loved everything that you are about. So when I was thinking about bringing on guests and women that create massive impact in other women's lives, like I knew, I was like, I need to get Shannon on here. So I was so excited (laughs) that you were like, yes, let's do this. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself a little bit and just tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about your background and all that amazing stuff about you. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was so sweet. So my name is Shannon. I'm a financial coach for coaches and service providers. I help them become financially fearless without sacrificing luxuries. So you can still have, you know, the facial, the massage, the coffees while paying off debt and creating a savings account, building a 401k, like all that sexy stuff that I like to think about. Um, So I originally started out with a wedding flower business. I built it and sold it within about two years. And then I started a business coaching business and I was like pretty successful in that business. So I had $10,000 clients. I had $30,000 launches. I had the whole like fancy work with me kind of thing going on. But then behind the scenes, I had some credit card debt that I was like not paying off. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand why I, why I wasn't paying it off. I would pay off some here and there, but then I still just always carried around like $17,000 of credit card debt. So after I had my first baby, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get like really financially savvy. I'm going to become like a financially empowered woman. I'm going to learn how to become debt free. I'm going to build a savings account. I'm going to do all that fancy adult stuff I kept putting off. (laughs) And so within a couple of months, I paid off my credit card then was up to like $25,000. So I paid off $25,000 of credit card debt. I had a six month uh, personal savings account and six month business savings account. And I just felt like a badass for doing all of it. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Which is incredible. Cause I love how you're talking about like building a business. We do develop debt cause we're investing in ourselves yes. and we can yeah. have these fancy launches. Like how you're like, I had a 30 K launch. I have like these 10 K clients and all of this yeah. wealth. And sometimes we don't realize what happens on the back end. Like thinking about women yes. that are starting a business and all of this stuff that can happen. And I, it is so important to make sure we're bringing in a lot more profit, right? And not right. creating so much debt. But how can we do it in a balanced way? We're not just sacrificing, like you right. said, the luxuries. I don't want to have to do that, like in order right. to be successful. So, so I, I think when like some people come into the business coaching world, you either come from one perspective of mm-hmm. I can never build debt, debt is bad, right. that type of thing. So right. then you don't invest in yourself at all, right? I think we've all have been there. Like yeah. probably your listeners might be still there. Yeah. And they're in the space, right? Where it's like, oh, I, I can't invest at all. I can't invest in my business. I can't put money into myself. I, I don't know. And you're terrified, right? To invest in mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other people who come with tons of debt and they're just like, yeah, let's keep <laughs> building the debt. <laughs> <laughs> and 
one <laughs> way or the other. And I think it's important that these, that most people just understand that like debt is not bad. Mm -hmm. Like don't be scared of debt. Don't be scared of making investments. Don't be scared of like going to that place with yourself. You know, don't be scared of um, putting money on the line and investing in yourself. I think it's like when you start to get a certain point in your business, you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I haven't paid myself. I haven't paid off my debt. And I think it's fair to say that that point comes like probably like two to three years after you start your business. So mm -hmm. if you're listening right now and you feel terrible because you have debt, that's not even related to your business. Please know it's A-OK -okay that you have debt. Don't shame yourself. There's enough shame going around in the financial <laughs> industry and we don't need to shame you again. Like keep investing in yourself, grow your profit, grow your business and like you'll get there. Right. And, yeah. and like you said, I that especially because I think a lot of my listeners are in that beginning stages where they are just yeah. so scared and you're like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay mm -hmm. to have a little bit of debt. You're going to have those <laughs> debt pains in the beginning of growing your business so you yeah. can make money. I'm always like, you got to spend money to make money, make money. and it can yes. be terrifying. And I... <laughs> So mm -hmm. funny you say, then there's people on the other spectrum that are just like, yeah. let's go invest all the things because I feel like I have made that transition in my life where I'm like, ooh, I can get very much like shiny object of a course or a program or ooh, mm -hmm. invest, invest, invest. And it can be like, mm -hmm. wow, I'm I'm rocking up some debt here. Like, yes. And I, I'm so excited for this podcast because I'm like, give me the tips, give me the things to be a little bit more balanced with how I am because yes. now I'm at yes. that point. So I would that's love- That's exactly the yeah. word. You got it. Balance. That's exactly the word. It's mm -hmm. like finding the balance. Yeah. Like finding the, because I've been on the same spectrum, right? Like I was on the spectrum, like, don't invest in myself, don't invest, don't yeah. invest. And then one day I was just like, F it, like, <laughs> invest in myself. Mm -hmm. And then from there you start to see, right? Like, which I know you have from all your content that you've shared, you start to see, oh, wait, investing myself does grow my business. Oh, okay. And then sometimes you can get to the other side of like the teeter totter, which is like, whoa, invest, invest, like spend, 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 spend. Right. And it's like, whoa, 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 what am I spending on? Why am I right. spending <laughs> on all these different things? Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like coming back to the balance in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of trusting yourself a little bit in that where you're like, okay, yes. let's, let's learn how to now get rid of some debt, create this financial freedom that we want long-term. Like when you think Everyone thinks like you own your own business. You're not going to have a retirement. You're not going to have a 401. You're not going to have those things. Like, so how right. do we do that? Like, so right. I'd love to know, like, what is the number one thing you feel, especially obviously I talk to mothers in the business yes. industry needs, yes. what do they need to know when it comes to financially thriving while growing your business? Yeah. I think the biggest thing you can do to like really get a grasp on your financial um, portfolio, your, your money, all of it is just to understand that money is personal and money is emotional. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that a lot of people think that there are right and wrong to money. And mm -hmm. that's like where the balance can come in is by deciding that there is no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. Like, I think everyone thinks that, you know, they think of Dave Ramsey and like, they think of him just like, and he, there's just like this shame that goes around. Like you did wrong. You did bad. Like you spent your money bad. You spent it here and you did bad things with your money. Mm -hmm. And I think it's understanding that your money is personal. So if you want to, I give this exact, like this example to my clients all the time. If you want to spend a thousand dollars on shoes, you can spend a thousand dollars on shoes just to understand that you're making that choice and know that making that choice means other repercussions for other areas of your life. And if you're okay with that, that's okay. Mm -hmm. like, 
that is completely okay for you to do that because this is your money and it's personal. Like I know tons of people who would rather, you know, buy properties, right? Like we have, um, I have a whole bunch of family that would rather buy investment properties. And my husband and I are like completely different. We were like, no, I do not want to buy an investment property. I right. want to just put my money into socks and be done with it. Yeah. And I know lots of people who are like, well, like you should invest in property. You should. And it's like, no, money's personal. Like, you can decide whichever way you want to go with it. Like it is, it's a personal decision. Mm -hmm. If this person wants to spend, you know, a lot of things with moms is always groceries and mm -hmm. spending money on eating out, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's always our biggest thing that we go to because it's the thing we spend the most money on. Right. We, we buy so the groceries most of the time. <laughs> we are all, then we're also, we're buying the groceries. Then we're too tired to cook the food. So then we're ordering the food <laughs> and then we're feeling ashamed. We're ordering the food. Like how, I spend too much money on groceries. I spend too much money on eating out. My husband and I sat down and said, and fully accepted that we were going to spend a ridiculous amount of money on food and groceries and right. eating out. Yeah. We just know that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's going to happen. And guess what? That's a-okay. Right. Like, that's okay. Now we have to take from other parts of our budget and say like, okay, you know what? We don't really care that much for maybe like nice clothes. Mm -hmm. or we don't really care that much for like I don't know. We're, we're kind of people who are a little bit like homebodies. So we don't really do anything crazy and go out. And, you know, we don't go to like concerts, right? Yeah, so let's say same. that's like your thing. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> maybe you like to go to concerts, you know, or festivals and like, that's your thing. So we would say like, okay, like take money from, you know, uh, your dining out budget, put it to concerts or festivals. And that's okay too. You know, like it's just figuring out what is, what is personal to you? What's, good to you, what feels right to you. And mm -hmm. also money is emotional, mm -hmm. which means that like all the decisions we make around money are not coming from a logical place of, mm -hmm. oh, I have $5,000 coming in this month and I will logically ration it out to here and here and not spend any other place. Like, right, right. No. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to have emotions that pop up where you're going to be somewhere, your kid might be screaming and crying and you're going to the checkout line. You just want to like you know, maybe grab like a chocolate bar or grab like something else or buy yourself a shirt because he's, he's screaming and he's crying and you had a really stressful target trip. So you just want to get yourself something nice, you know, like, <laughs> so of course money is emotional. We are making emotional decisions when we are spending money, when we're making money, like emotions are such a big part of it. Oh, yeah. And if we can use our emotions instead as just notifications, you know, like we're always putting the same thing with money. We're always putting labels out. This is a bad emotional. Oh, I feel bad when I open my checking account. I feel negative when I do this. Oh, I, I feel bad that I just spent that money at Target or blah, blah, blah. It's just like, just use that as a notification. It doesn't mean that that emotion is good or bad or right or wrong. It's just, let's check in and see what that emotion is telling you mm -hmm. about that money you just spent. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it telling you? Is it telling you you didn't feel good about it? Is it telling you you did something wrong? Did you really do something wrong? You right. know, like, so that's not, that's the other part of like the whole money equation. It's just like, know that money is emotional and money is personal. And if you know those two things, you'll, you'll do great. <laughs> right. Do right. And I always say that about just investing and spending like everyone. I always say like everyone's priorities are different. Like I'm like some yes. women will spend thousands of dollars on throw pillows. And I'm like, I've had the same throw pillows for the last like 20 years of my life. Like, <laughs> just, but everyone's because I always go to like Marie Kondo. I'm like, does it bring you joy? Does this bring you joy? <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. it's kind of the same thing that you're saying. Like yes. everyone's going to spend yeah. money different places and that's 
okay. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just totally need fine. to see what works best for us. And because I also, like, I've seen you, like, talk about budgeting and things like that. And I feel like the yeah. word budget, budget, right, can scare people where they're like, oh, my God. If I, if I have a budget, I can't spend money. I can't just buy that shirt at Target yeah. because I'm having yep. a bad day. And you're like, yeah, you can. Right? Like, it's, <laughs> right, o- right. it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so funny that you bring up that word because it is such a, like, activating word. Like, I don't know if I should say triggering or activating. <laughs> right. it, it immediately makes people just contract. Like, ah, a budget <laughs> means I can't spend anything. And I'm like, I look at a budget. So my favorite software is you need a budget. If you are looking to like plan your money, get on top of your money, try it. And they have a 34 day free trial. Like go ahead and try it out. It's, it's a little bit hard to use at first, but like, just give it a shot because yeah. it's amazing. But that word budget to people automatically thinks contraction. Mm-hmm. Like I can't spend any money. I can't do anything. And to me, I look at a budget and think, oh, my budget is just telling me, like I'm telling my budget where I want the money to go. So my budget's telling me, here's what are your priorities and your values. And that's what I'm going to reflect back to you. Mm-hmm. That's what a budget really is. Like right. people think a budget means limiting, but all a budget means is like, oh, I'm going to put my money where my values and priorities are. And I'm going to follow that for like a couple months, for a couple years right. <laughs> until right. I reach financial freedom. But I think so many people are just scared to look at their money even just to open your credit card statement Mm. (laughs) look at your checking account right and it's it's like it's like if we just start looking at these numbers first then we can have like some clarity on you know where you do want to spend your money if you want to spend it on the throat (laughs) go ahead but like maybe we'll take from like the gardening budget or maybe we'll take from this space maybe we'll take from that space. oh you want to pay off your debt okay let's take a little money from these areas that you don't care about and let's put it towards the thing you do, which is becoming debt free. Right. But like say budget and people are immediately like, no, I will not. I will not. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. We can still have a budget and still have that luxury and still have that abundance. We just have to figure out what matters to you and what doesn't. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I personally, like, I'm like, give me a budget. Give me a guideline. <laughs> give me something to go off of because I, I'm that person. I'm like, give me the numbers. I like the numbers. Mm. But I... It is funny how so many people are just automatically think of budget and they're like, oh my gosh, I, yeah, I can't do anything. That's it. And you're like, yeah. no, we're going to use this as a guideline for your priorities. So you can have your priorities and not feel guilty about it and not feel exactly. shame around that because it's already set up for you to spend that money on it. And you might surprise yeah. yourself and not spend $1,000 on throw pillows this month. You might, <laughs> like, let's move it around a little bit. Let's pay off a little more debt. <laughs> yes, yes. But that's exactly it, right? It's just like reflecting your values and priorities. And if you do, it, like, I feel like people would have so much less anxiety and shame around money mm-hmm. if they just knew where it was going. Yeah. Like, yes, we don't. I have so many clients that come to me that I'm like, okay, let's put together, like, our spending. Let's put together where our money is going. And then like, once we get that down, I'm telling you, you will feel a lot less anxious. Like Mm -hmm. you just won't feel this terror about opening your credit card statement because you already know how much has been spent on it. You won't feel scary looking at your checking account and then wondering, oh, this bill next, next month. And then this bill next week. And then this thing next. And it's like, no, it's, it's already been allocated for like, that's really how we can kind of alleviate that anxiety and fear. It's like just the knowledge, just have the education around your money, just tell it where you want it to go. And like your money will be so happy if you like <laughs> give it those spaces to go to, you know? 
That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. And I that now, so obviously you deal with people struggling with like money management yeah. issues, money mindset issues. So what is your best, I'll talk about management stuff first. Like, what do you feel like is, because I know you said something about, a, you know, the software that you recommend. What do yeah. you feel is like some of your best money management tips for women just starting out in their business? Because I know, yeah. you know, obviously investing is going to be a big part of it, but how can you give them some advice to make them feel a little bit better about maybe budgeting or managing that yes. expenses coming in? Wow, yeah, I, you know, it's funny because like I bet everyone is aiming for like all your listeners are probably thinking, oh, I have to get to a 10K month. Right. I have to get to a 10K month. I have to get to a 10K month. And I'm always like, like if you live in like, I don't know, like Nebraska or something, do you really need $10,000? Like sometimes I think right. about that. Yeah. That was like a big awakening for me was just actually, so that's when I used, you need a budget. So that was my first tool that I started using just to get clarity on one, how much does it cost to run my business mm -hmm. and how much are my personal expenses? Like really? So I call this like, um, figuring out your bare bones budget, mm -hmm. which means how much money does your business need just to run? Like, so for like, Shana's business. It just needs maybe Zoom. Maybe you use like some type of calendar scheduling system, right? right. Um, and then maybe you use Squarespace to host your website or lead pages or something, right? To do just like these basic tech subscriptions. Mm -hmm. And you might find out that it may only cost you to a bare bones budget to really run your business, no fancy stuff included, like $200 a month or something, right. right? Right. And then let's say like all your personal expenses, you know, you're lucky, maybe you're lucky to put them with a husband or a spouse or a partner or mm -hmm. something. And then it's like, oh, and then those are probably around like $2,000 and you use, you need a budget to figure out that number too. And it's like, okay, I only, and then, you know, we have to incorporate taxes and stuff like that. But let's say like, then you really only need like $4,500 or, you know, $3,500. And I'm like, why are you aiming for $10,000? <laughs> really need it. Oh, and so I, I think um, like, yeah, my theory behind the system. 10K is because there's just that buzzword of six figure mm -hmm. coach, seven figure coach, you know, and everyone's yeah. just, I think that's big in just the coaching industry in general that, you know, I've talked to other coaches about it. And I think that there's a lot of pressure to be like, if you're not a 10K coach, that right. you feel less than that. Cause there's right. so much of that getting thrown in your face and advertising yeah. and, you know, on Instagram and the gurus. So I think there's a lot of pressure behind that where, yeah, yeah. I think that's where it destroys people's money mindset. And I love how you're like, why do you need to hit that 10 K? Yeah. Cause you ask someone, how are you going to spend it? They're like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> More throw pillows. I know. <laughs> but they don't even know because right. they're just like, I don't know. It's just a nice number. And that's what I want. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And I just, I think that's like another thing about like, you know, like coming back to money is personal. Like, do you really need $10,000? Like, what do you need? You know? And that's like another thing that I feel like is put upon us so much when it comes to, it's like another money mindset thing mm -hmm. is that so many people think that wealth is displayed as a fancy car and a big house and a Gucci bag or like a coach bag, right? Like we think wealth is displayed like that, but actual true wealth. So here's another book you should read is called um, The Millionaire Next Door. And it talks about the people who are truly millionaires, majority of millionaires in America live in a regular house, drive a regular car, but they put their money into uh, stocks, investments. They put their money into 401ks. Um, 
they keep their money just basically they save their money. They're not spending it on Gucci bags. They're not spending it on uh, a fancy car. Um, they're putting it into things that will help their money grow. Okay. And so it's also like another thing that we look at with money mindset is like, why am I spending money? Why am I hitting the 10K? Is it because that's what my industry thinks will make me successful? Right. What will make me feel successful? Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe buying a Gucci bag for you will make you feel really good. Okay. Or maybe it's just like, oh, I don't know, buying myself like the best flowers out there. Or something, right. you know, like a really right. nice arrangement of flowers will make you feel really good. Mm -hmm. Well, figuring out and deciding like what is your true measurement of success you know and and when i looked at this type of stuff i started to understand that wealth building was truly about um how much money like how you're using your money to grow money right and not about that's why businesses are investments right that's why we put our money into a business because it has the potential and capacity to grow right and that's why you should put your money into instead of buying like a $65,000 Mercedes buy yourself like a $20,000 Toyota or Mazda and then yeah. put the rest of $40,000 into an index fund and make 7% for the rest of your life every single year. Like how easy yeah. is that? That's yeah. a yeah. really easy way to build yeah. wealth. But I think a lot of times it's because we're just told by society and again, like their industry, like, oh, this is what you, this is what you should be doing. This is what you should be aiming towards. This is what will make you successful. Right. And then you kind of get there and you're like, ah, uh, no, I don't really feel successful. <laughs> right. And and honestly, I feel like in the coaching world, we're always, well, at least the coaches I feel like I talk to, we're always like, what's the next level? Like, you know what I yes. mean? So success. Awesome. Yeah. Like we're like, mm -hmm. okay, next. Okay, next. And I'm always like, that's why we need to celebrate the things that we have. And I love that you said success looks different for everybody. Yes. And yes, like my husband's like, Ooh, you see that spot in the garage? Oh, that's my new Harley. And I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait to get a chicken coop. Like <laughs> he just like laughs. He's like, what? And I'm like, yes, my success yes. is like sustainable farm. That's what I want. <laughs> and, but I love like you saying, like, we should really put our money back into investments or stocks and things like that. Yes. But I think yeah. it's super overwhelming. Like just coming yeah. from someone who's like, it's super overwhelming yes, for me. I know. You know, yeah. so yeah, where do you think like someone should start in if they're like, okay, hey, I'm making a little bit of profit. Where, yeah. where, what should I do with my money, my extra money? How yeah. should I save it? Yeah, I think the best thing um, you can do with your money is it depends upon the first, like when you're in the first, like I say, like first one to three years, yeah. that's probably a lot of your audience, right? Yes. Um, a lot of you guys are still in the phase of like building your business and understanding what works, what doesn't work, figuring out your marketing, figuring out your messaging, figuring out your content, you know, how to convert people on calls or messenger, or, you know, and that's always like the place when probably the best way, I would say the first thing you should really do is just build up a little personal savings account. So again, go back to like a bare bones budget, which means like, okay, your bare bones budget for your personal life would probably look like um, your rent or mortgage payment. Um, it would look like then maybe your utilities, what water, cell phone bill, things like that. Just the things you need, like don't worry about saving the other money for like, you know, oh, well, like I like to go to brunch on Sundays and that cost me this much or whatever. Don't worry about that stuff. Just the stuff you need to like keep your lights on, keep a roof over your head, you know, maybe <laughs> some money for groceries, basic stuff and right. save about three months of that. So take any of the extra profit you're having just so you have a little buffer because right. like if you have, I really started this financial journey because of what happened to me. I was on the make more money, make more money train. Mm-hmm. 
and um, I got pregnant. And pregnancy in my first trimester was a doozy. That was that took me out of the game completely. Right. I mean, I could not. I was puking like four times a day for like three months. It was insane. No. So my idea of money of just make more money and keep making more money was completely out the window then. Right. Then I had to decide how to be savvy with the money I had now. And I didn't have a savings account. Right. And we know random crazy stuff like a pandemic can happen once in a right? Like yeah. this is crazy stuff that happens in our life. Whether you get injured, maybe your kid gets sick and you have to take yourself out of your business. Now you like can't make any more money in your business. Have that savings account just to help you like in case something comes up. So that would be my first step is just have a little three month personal savings account, have that little buffer there. And then what would be really nice is to have a one month business savings account. Um, I don't stress it as much because our personal things are things that we need to keep a roof over our head, yes. all that stuff. Right. Um, the other stuff is like stuff we can pay for, you know, in our business. It's like, yeah, maybe you could put it on a credit card if you were in a tough situation or right. anything like that. Uh, so just one month business savings account. And then for the next steps, I would really encourage you to reinvest that money just to really figure out, you know, how is the way that you're going to be able to sell yourself? What's the content that works? What's your, um, what's the best thing you sell? And the fourth piece of advice that I could give you about money is don't get distracted with what works. Like I can't tell you this. I laugh because you said the shiny object thing. <laughs> and I have been an entrepreneur for like, I don't know how long now, maybe six years now. Mm -hmm. And the shiny object thing, every single time, make a whole bunch of money doing one thing. Nope, I'm going to go do this and this and this and this. Every single time, every uh -huh. single time. My uh -huh. husband like is always like, it was working. You had something that was, that was working. So yes, please, please. If you have something that works and it's sold, you did a launch and it's sold, you sold one-on-one -on -one packages and they worked, keep working it until you become like very profitable. Keep working that, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how we can get so distracted. And you know why? Because I feel like entrepreneurs have such creative, ambitious yes. minds. So we're just like, yes. Ooh, and you see somebody doing something and you're like, Oh, I could do that. Like, <laughs> I can make that better. Like <laughs> I could do this this way. And you're like, yes, let's focus on what works. And really, instead of focusing on creating something else, I'm always like, refine what you have because we can always make programs better. We can always coach a little bit better. Yeah. We can always yes. like create something in our niche, like developing a podcast and things like that. You're like, what, what, uh, what is that saying? Like, don't fix what's not broken. You're like, yes, keep Please. it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. <laughs> oh my God. I can't tell you how many times I have started. I've come back to the same. I keep coming back. So in my, in my wedding flower business, I would sell packages over $2,000. And mm -hmm. my first year was not like that at all. But my second year, I was like, that's it. <laughs> like I have one client in mind and I'm selling packages above $2,000. So really successful year, my second year. Right. And then I come into my coaching business, same thing. Okay, I should sell one-on-one -on -one coaching packages, start to raise my price from like 997 to like 2,500 to 5,000 to 10,000, and then get to a couple $10,000 clients. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm gonna do maybe a membership. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Keep rolling with those 10Ks. <laughs> yeah, but you are, you're like, boom. My creative mind is like, maybe something new, maybe something new. And I'm telling you like the, my listeners that know me, 
my husband for the longest time, like before I really got into the coaching thing, I was very like, I've had a hair and makeup business. I've had mm -hmm, a necklace mm -hmm. business. I had a, yep. like, a refurbishing yeah. furniture thing. Like I was like, do this, do that. And everyone's do like, yeah. yeah, Shana, what else are you going to create? Like <laughs> what, else, what other businesses do you have? <laughs> like, because it's fun. It, it's fun to create. It's fun to create, but let's try to like put some tunnel vision and create within what we're already doing. Cause I'm like, there's exactly. always ways to refine and tweak and make better what we already have. Exactly. But sometimes I feel like we just get bored. We're like, well, this is kind of boring. I'm it's saying boring. the same stuff. I'm talking this about the same stuff. I'm doing this. It's same a little stuff. boring. <laughs> You're like, it's a little boring, but, right? Like, but I always say, I'm like, when it gets boring, that's when you've hit the money. That's when your messaging is so, you're so confident yeah. in what you're saying and your messaging, like you could say it in your sleep. You're like, I'm like, the boring is a good sign. That means you're really honing in on what you're creating <laughs> and run with it. <laughs> it is, it is right. Like, it's like, oh, we could be creative with like our marketing. Yes. You could be creative by adding like a bonus to your program. You could be creative by like running a virtual retreat with your current right. clients. You could be, there's so many different ways you could be creative with the one thing that works. Like, <laughs> keep working it. Oh my God. It's like, we want to yell at like our, I want to yell at passion. It's so bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I see that all the time. I'm like, if you only had a one track only. mind, like <laughs> you, you'd be, you'd be yep. like massive, massive. And massive. I was like, but I'll meet myself where I am now. <laughs> And I think that like we can speak masses to the moms, like I'm always like the mompreneurs, the mothers out there and that are yeah. creating these businesses and doing this because I think as a mompreneur in this industry, we see all of these gurus, we see these massive success stories and we feel like it has to be hard in order to get there mm -hmm. or like we're never going to get there because it's just too hard because there's no way all of that success can just come if we take baby steps and we do all of these things. So yep. I love to know, like you had your kids back to back, you know, you have, yeah. you said an almost two year old and a seven month old, like, you know, mm -hmm. I have six, four and one. I just would love to hear you just shed some light about what it's been like to be the mompreneur, to be the coach showing up and, wow running a successful coaching business, hitting like high yeah. mark numbers and how it's been like balancing the life and what's some really like advice that you have to the moms that are like, I really want to do this, but I'm super scared and I don't feel like I can do it without losing my mind. Yeah. 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 I think the biggest thing that you want is a simple business. Like keep it incredibly simple. Like that's the blessing of children mm -hmm. is that you don't have a choice to make this complicated. Yeah. Like, cause you just don't have the time, right. you know, like you don't have the time to make this complicated. Mm -hmm. Like you need to make this incredibly simple. But mm -hmm. I was, you know, it's funny when I think about the women that came before me, right? So I came from a single mother and then in my husband's family, which I'm very close to, they were all stay at home moms and they never had an opportunity like we have, right. like they have never had this opportunity. And I've never seen this many women stepping into wealth, like in the coaching industry, Heck insane yeah. amounts of money they are making mm -hmm. while also like being home with their kids. Mm -hmm. They're not working till 7 p.m. Like mm -hmm. not the women I follow, not the mompreneurs I follow. They're working till like 2 p.m. And then that's it. Right. And they're making $100,000 months. They're making, you know, $50,000 months. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's sometimes I think like this is like this is our shot and our opportunity to do things that like women before us didn't have the chance to do. Yeah. So like this is your shot. Like take it. Yes. You know, like do it. Do it for your mom. Do it for your grandmother. Uh, do it for those people. Mm-hmm. And like more than anything though, like do it for you. Mm-hmm. Like you deserve this. You know, there's so many women I meet that like hold back from giving and I'm like, what? No. Yeah. No. I excuse me. If I could slightly I'll snack. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like people question me, right? Because they see me at home, right? And they're like, you have a nanny and a house cleaner and your husband works from home too. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I deserve it all. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yes. Heck yes. Yeah. There's no reason why I can't build a life where like, I only work like, you know, like 12 to 15 hours a week right? and I can still support clients and have fun and make money and not clean my house and not feel bad Mm -hmm. about not spending every single second with my kids. Right. So like you deserve this, you Mm -hmm. know, like you deserve this more than anyone. Being a mom is the hardest job in the world. It is the hardest. You deserve like time to yourself. You deserve time to create. You deserve time to make your own money. You deserve just, you know, time to have your own business Mm -hmm. for sure. Get it. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And it is how you say, like, I see so, I'm sure you see, feel the same way, you know, having people that you talk to and they're, you know, because being in the coding industry, we talk to a lot of people. And not everybody signs up, not everybody invests in themselves Mm -hmm. because there is so much fear and scarcity around taking that leap. And I think a lot of it is because like you said, you know, we've come from moms who didn't have that opportunity. That opportunity. And it's almost like we feel like we can't do that. Like, because Mm -hmm. our mom didn't do that. That's not what she did. And all of these things. And we've seen... I'm always like, we've seen women struggle for literally like centuries, centuries. And there is this uprising of amazing women that are just Mm -hmm. stepping to the plate and they're like, tell me I can't do something. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And there are so many moms out there. I'm like, you tell them they can't do something. And they're like, oh, I'll I'll tell you what I can't do. And they're, and we do, I, I, I talk to so many of them and I'm like, you're already doing so much. I don't think you realize like how much you are capable of doing and how much we do multitask and how much we do do. Where could Mm -hmm. you imagine if you took a little bit of your profit and invested in a mommy's helper or invested in a little bit of a nanny that gave you just, Mm -hmm. just two hours of time freedom for you to sit and create. I You'd be blown away at how much productivity you can do in that short amount of time. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> I remember it's unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I get two hours, my nanny comes now. I have never like, cause I've run this business pre kids and then post kids. Yeah. I have become the most insane productive person like post kids. <laughs> like you give a mom two hours and she could like do anything. Literally. <laughs> so Literally. You're like content yeah. for the week. Let's go. We're do- touching these with clients. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this. And it's just, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. And I just wish more moms could feel that and realize what they are fully capable of because they do truly deserve it yes. more than anything in this world. And I think a lot of it is getting that support from your spouse and your family because yep. I also talk to a lot of moms mm-hmm. and I don't know if you do as well that 
almost are even scared to tell their husbands or their spouse like what they truly want to create. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I've never really talked to my husband about this or creating this. And you're like, because they're so scared that they're just like, "Mm, I'm not even going to bring it up because he works so much. He does so much. And you're like, so do you. I mean, yeah. What do about you, you? Yeah. Do you not realize like how much you do? I was like, start there. Have a conversation. Open that gate and talk about your desires. Because um, I always say nine times out of ten, you're met with support. Like if you're not, then there's bigger yeah. issues going on than, yeah. than that. So yes, but it is possible. And I, yes. I love having you here talking about this and just really shedding some more light on the possibilities of hitting big, big months, hitting 10K months, like having Mm -hmm. landing high ticket clients, like you are capable of doing that no matter where you are in building your coaching business. Yes. When I first started, I was like, there is no way I'm going to get someone to sign a $2,000 program. You're freaking nuts. No way. I can't get someone to sign up for a $50 membership. Like, what what are you talking about? When I landed my (laughs) first client, I was like, remember, you're like, calm, cool, collective, like get off the phone. And I'm like, what just happened? (laughs) Like, what? I was blown away. Blown away. And then it's just like, I truly think like the coaching industry was created for moms. Like, I think it was created for us who were like, you know, no, I'm not going to work like, all that, you know, I'm not going to work like nine to five and then put my kid in daycare, but I don't just want to be a stay at home mom. I'm still, you know, like a lot of times I've said this to my therapist before I was like, you know, like I was a person before I became a mom, Yeah, not just, you know, and I I think I I always hate saying the statement because we can say, Oh, just a mom. And I'm like, no, I'm not just a mom. Like I'm a person who has thoughts and ideas and ambitions. Mm-hmm. Like that didn't change just because I had children. If anything, it amplified after I had children. Yes. I yes. wanted the success and the creativity and the time to do these things even more yeah. after I had them. I now actually have like this bigger, these bigger things that need me to be successful, you know? Mm-hmm. And I truly think the coaching industry was created for us. Like yeah. it was created for you. It was created for us. It really was. Like we did, we created this thing. Like some mom somewhere was like, we got, we can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> we can't work nine to five. And I, get to yeah. care, but I help people home. all day anyway. Like <laughs> might as well get paid for it. Because like, <laughs> <for> yeah. <laughs> I, I love that you said that because I think moms are, we're natural nurturers. We're natural helpers and providers. And yeah. something I spoke about too, like I think people think coaches and you think, oh, you have to be a health and fitness coach. And I'm like, there are so many things that you can do in the coaching industry. Everything from just body love to financial to business to, I mean, business on so many levels, like so many things. And it's just, I'm like, think of service. Like, how can you help somebody transform their life and take your area of expertise, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you need a million degrees. It doesn't mean you need a million certifications. I'm always like, take your your life experiences have transformed your life and now all you need to do is take that and create something so you can show other people how to do the same thing and it yes we need more coaches in this and people world. want it people like people want what you have done and transformed in yeah. your life whether it's like i have you know there's productivity coaches there's mm-hmm. obviously like mom coaches there's parenting coaches right. there's cartwheel coaches those exist they just teach you how to do a cartwheel <laughs> dog training coaches there's like <laughs> whatever you want to 
whatever you have like an expertise or skill in, you can create and turn that and help people in the world with it. Like, even if you think it's crazy, even if you think you can't do it, like you could do it right now. Like yeah. you could make money like in the next month, like the next 30 days. You right. Can sign a $2,000 client. Right. Exactly. Thousand percent. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we let's know make that. it happen. Yeah. We know that now. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to tag all of Shannon's like information in the notes section. So make sure you follow her. She has some awesome stuff. Like, what do you have going on right now? What are some things that some of my listeners, if they're like, yes, I want to get to know Shannon. Mm-hmm. I want to work with Shannon. Like, what are some things that you have going on right now? Yeah. Uh, so definitely head to my website, www.shannondpalma.com and take the unstuck your money mindset seven day challenge. So I asked myself these seven questions when I was raising my rates from 5,000 to 10,000. And within about 60 days, I was able to increase my income from around 13,000 to 20,000 with just these silly, they're silly, but they'll make you really think silly seven little money mindset questions. So go ahead and take that. It's really fun just to ask yourself these questions because it'll blow your mind. Yes. I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And then, yeah, I'm definitely going to make sure I share your podcast too. She has a podcast as well. So make sure you go hit her up and listen to all the amazing money management, money mindset, all the financial advice that she has out there. And as always, I thank you guys so much for coming onto the podcast and listening. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it to your social media, tag me, write a review, leave some stars, all that good stuff. And I cannot wait to chat with you guys next week. All right. Bye guys. Bye. (laughs) You got it. Girl, I just want to say I am so proud of you for taking time as your busiest hell day to grow your mind and business. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it to your social media so we can spread the love and knowledge for mompreneurs all over the globe. And always know my DMs are open for any questions you may have. As always, leaving you with love and gratitude. I'll catch you soon, girl.